The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. I came across these cats in my search for, you know, some opening gems and, right. and, and, and body gems. Yeah. And uh, every now and again, you know how easy it is. You take that little trip down a rabbit hole. Uh, that opening gem was by a group called the Royal Bloods, like two dudes. Yeah. And they're new. They're, they're titans of alt rock, as wow. we speak. Okay. Um, that particular tune is Boilermaker off of their, uh, well, their recent, their 2021 album, Typhoons. Nice. You can see a whole lot of them on uh, YouTube. They got a bunch of videos. They got live shows. And it's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of the White Stripes because there's only two guys. In, they in definitely the have a White Stripes kind of vibe yeah. to them. But and with a little uh, more thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Less yeah, acoustic a lot more thunder. Yeah. They're bringing it. 
And uh, yeah, if you get a chance, folks, check out the, the video for Boilermaker. It's just a lot of fun. It gets your toes a tapping whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. And before we talk about whether we want to or not, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Rips and Rants podcast. I am Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we're so happy to be with you tonight, folks, as yeah, we lay into Facebook. Michael. Facebook. <laughs> Something my co pilot doesn't naturally like to no, begin with. No. No, I think Mark Zuckerberg's a weasel. Wow. Yes. And like you mentioned when we started doing, uh, started doing prep on this, uh, we're both probably going to be dead, you know, in a week from uh, suicidal shotgun blast to the back of the head. Well, that, that was a swerve, because here's my disclaimer. Dear Mr. Zuckerberg, <laughs> A, I love your haircut. It's very hip. It's very now. And you wear a, a little boy suit like nobody else I know. And never mind Taylor's. There we go. Um, yeah, so this is all Michael's idea, because he does not appreciate weasel. what you do as nearly as much as I do. Ivy League fucking weasel. <laughs> So go on, head. Do your piece yeah, here it much. comes. Here it comes. <laughs> now that I'm safe, have, I'm have you marked have, safe on Facebook? There we go <laughs> from retribution. <laughs> have you noticed how anytime Facebook is mentioned in the news, it's never good? Have never. you noticed that? Yeah, never. You know, uh, just to just to frame this one up a little uh, bit. Okay. Um, Facebook now has over three billion users worldwide. Oof. All right, let's 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 pause for emphasis. Three billion users. It this is a company. The yeah, this is a company that is now valued at one trillion dollars. And I'm going to repeat that <laughs> one more time. Companies valued at one trillion dollars. I'm still trying to imagine. What was it? Three billion. Three billion. Three billion devices amongst three billion people. Yeah. That yeah. could actually access Facebook. Talk yeah. about wasted technology. But go ahead. Yeah, these guys <laughs> generated eighty-six billion in revenue last year. Eighty-six billion, Oof. almost thirty billion of that was profit, pure profit. And this this whole company mm. came about because Zuckerberg had a problem with women. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is why Facebook exists today. Wow, you sure that's 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 it? That's the whole narrative from start I, to finish. I think that was the none impetus. of that is tainted with your own thoughts no, and feelings. No, not at all. Not at all. It's it's fact. You can look it up. Okay, but uh, but as as I'm sure everybody who doesn't live in a cave that doesn't have Wi-Fi uh, is well aware, the Wall Street Journal uh, just recently decided it was going to go after uh, Facebook, Facebook, excuse me, and Zuckerberg, and take a great big bite out of them. And apparently, that's not that hard to do, according to the Wall Street Journal. Facebook knows, they know that they expose users to misinformation, violent imagery, human trafficking, calls for violence against specific ethnic groups, Uh plus a whole lot of other dark shit. And Facebook has the tools to stop all of this, but does not. Uh Okay? You know why they don't, John? Why? Because the company is valued at one trillion fucking dollars. And they do not suffer the lash of forked tongue no. politicians. No. At all. No. They don't have to do anything about anything. And, uh, you know, people really need to wrap their brains around this. This company is a fucking monster. Yeah. They are a fucking monster. You know, and, it, and it's funny because apparently. Uh, in the United States, we get the watered-down version of Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, they are actually concerned to some extent about how they are perceived in the U.S. Right, so, right. you know, what little do they do to police themselves, they do it for the, for the U.S. version. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get outside of the U.S. and you get, you know, into countries that don't have a GDP that's anywhere near <laughs> $1 trillion. Right. And Facebook doesn't give a fuck. Well, plus in this, this one instance... Um the, the internet Karens, that's purely an American oh, institution. It totally is. Oh, it totally yeah. is, yeah. Other countries, I can't imagine that, you know, in, in any of the Slovakian countries. No. There's a, there's a Karen there with a bad blonde bob hairdo <laughs> who just says, I wish you'll speak to the manager. No, doesn't happen. Now, Karen is a U.S. phenomenon, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. But that's a topic for a different day. Um, Obviously, the Wall Street Journal found a lot to criticize Facebook for because it's not hard to do. Uh, but one of the things they came up with, which was very interesting, is Facebook has a system called XCheck. Okay? It's a system that exempts high-profile users from the rules that Facebook has put in place to block negative content. What would a high-profile user be? 
Donald Trump is a good example. No, no but they hate him. Hello. Well, they hate him now. You <laughs> know, he 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 was apparently one of the few people to generate enough bad backlash that they actually took steps against him. But I mean, there's 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 quite a few people that apparently qualify for the ex check. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, it, and don't quote me on this, but I think it was something like three or four million users of Facebook fall into this category. Wow. Um, but because these clowns get you know, a pass for their nasty and dangerous and violent uh, content. This has resulted in billions of views of said content that Facebook was supposedly blocking. Hmm. You know, that is, that is one of the revelations from this, this recent Wall Street Journal uh, expose. Um, other things uh, that are worth mentioning, Facebook is very much aware that they have a problem with human trafficking. Very much aware of it. Human trafficking on their platform, okay? Uh, apparently, they tolerated it until Apple called them out on it and threatened to, to drop them from the Apple store or something along of those lines. Of all people to ride in and save the day. Yeah, seriously, Apple, Apple yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is Apple still, you know, is dwarfed by Facebook's shadow. So this went down a couple of years ago, and it has since, you know, gone by the wayside. Okay. Well, you keep know, in mind, Apple does have an army of underage Asian workers in their factories building those phones, and they're not afraid to use them. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, amongst other uh, choice things that came out uh, with this Wall Street Journal expose, uh, I'm sure most people know that, uh, that Facebook owns Instagram. They have known for years that Instagram is harmful to the mental health of a significant percentage of their users, specifically teen girls, though apparently... Teen boys are also mm-hmm. in this uh, in this discussion. Well, I think I'm doing okay for a 15 year old with a wife and a baby. But uh, but significant mental health issues to a significant number of teenage girls. This is called uh, negative social comparison. Apparently, Facebook has actually downplayed this um, in the results of their own uh, research and conclusions from their own research. And uh, as a result of this. Not only are they not doing anything about it, but they're working on creating an Instagram that's targeted at 13-year-olds. Whatever. I'll do what I want. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and these, this, is, this is just the most recent result or results, the most recent revelations about what Facebook is really about, what Facebook does. Right. And I think it really bodes the question, or it has really created the necessity to answer the question, what are we going to do about this as a society? Yeah. Well, you know? we're, we're no longer a society, like you and I talked about previously, mm. where our leaders um, have a, a brass set and will go after, uh, well, in this case, Robert Barron-esque individuals and, yeah. and owners of these, these tech companies yeah. and, and, and put them in their place and put some teeth behind these congressional hearings, which are just a joke. Yeah. Because, again, until you hit these folks where they live, which is their pocketbook, nothing's going to change, and no serious measures are going to be taken to curtail any of this. Yeah. And it's, it cannot be stressed enough that the Internet is, is a scary place, and Facebook really is just another incarnation of the Internet with, with a better PR team. You know, yeah. and they say they they do this and that, and they've got algorithms that will that will track um, and help prevent suicides. They've been doing this for the last two three years, yeah. and they laud the fact that they've sent out almost you know four thousand wellness checks on right. people that have come up in these algorithms. Right. But really, that's a bunch of phone calls that one of their you know cubicle dwellers could make no <laughs> in doubt. the space of a year. Yeah. yeah. That's it's it's not pushing towards a better, more enlightened society. Not at all. And I've always defended Facebook because regardless of the secret machinations behind the scenes and regardless of the figureheads at the top, I know for a fact that it's helped me on a personal level stay in touch with family or rediscover family and friends that yeah. otherwise Never would have heard from again. Yeah. Well, that's what they hang their hat on. Right. You know, and, and my question, my response to that is, why can't we have one without the other? You know, I mean, they it's like... That's the way the world works, my well, friend. Well, these idiots would like <laughs> us to believe that, you know, we have to take the good with the bad uh, on them. You know, their, their responses are along the lines of, and this is a quote, uh, the effects of social media on people's well-being is mixed. 
It's not inherently good or bad. One day it's helpful, the next day it's problematic. Unfortunately, problematic includes eating disorders, depression, suicidal thoughts, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I refuse to believe that we have to put up with that shit, you know, to, to reap whatever benefits. And I will qualify, qualify this by saying I don't Facebook. He doesn't stand for baloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing to do with Instagram and... You know, I don't participate in this. For, you are off the grid. For very, very good reasons. Well, you old-timey boomer. I'm off this particular <laughs> grid. And no, I'm Generation X. Sorry. You're, you're a big, you're big, a big difference. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I don't participate. Got a beer? It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Scotch? But, I, you know, again, I refuse to believe that we have to tolerate... Mm-hmm. You know, the ill effects of Facebook and Instagram, right. you know, in order to get whatever positive things that they create. Well, here's the reality, my friend. In, in this world, there are people that give to beggars because they feel bad for the beggar. And there's people that give to beggars because it makes them feel better about themselves. Sure. And when you deal with a, a, a system like Facebook, there are people that will turn a blind eye, perhaps myself included, to all the shenanigans because for them individually... It's an outlet for good, okay? And I also say, in in full disclosure, that Big Boom Radio has posted quite a few ads over the years because I was one of those idiots that was in Facebook on on the ground level, okay? So whether it was this radio station or any other business endeavor that I did, I've made use of their uh, ad posting service always with some modicum of success. Right. So again... They've kind of stayed off my radar because I'm getting something out of the relationship. Right. That's a classic trap for any kind of social... uh, What's a good word for it? Some twisted, aborted, (laughs) misshapen misanthrope, basically. Yeah. You know, as long as somebody benefits in a positive way for something, our natural instinct is to kind of turn a blind eye to the other crap that goes on. Yeah. And really, you know, all this stuff came into stark relief during the last presidential election. Yeah. And all these things that were rumored in the other elections, even just four years earlier, yeah. came into stark relief. And we saw them in action, how just either facts were quoted in ads that were clearly complete lies and fabrications yeah. on, on both sides, mm-hmm. right? You also saw the entrance, the verified entrance of foreign entities flooding the Facebook narrative with ads that suited their own ends, okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yes, this for me was enough to say, this is kind of a dirty place. I think I need to wash my hands after typing and logging into Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not all pictures of, of puppies and, you know, share one like so this kid gets over cancer or oh, whatever yeah. it is, you yeah. know. Well, you know, are people really willing to uh, accept that the trade-off to this is facilitating human trafficking? You know, are, thing, are we though, really, but, you know, and I, I want to pound that home. But there's know. no exit strategy. There's no exit strategy for society to get off of Facebook. That's probably true. Because it's dug in like an Alabama tick. Sorry, I just watched <laughs> Predator the other day. Yep. And it's like, how do we stop using it now? I mean, MySpace was easy because Facebook came along. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, MySpace it came along when GeoCities was a, was a thing. I mean, yep. there's always going to be something to replace it. So until somebody comes along with something that's better thought out, has, yep. has the proper framework, yep. and is set up from its inception to get rid of all this, this just malevolent shit, Facebook, A, is not going anywhere. And I think all the subliminal crap that is creeping under the door yep. is going to continue, if not get worse. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier, uh, when you reference the fact that they wouldn't do anything about any of these, you know, negative things until they were severely harmed financially. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you on that one. I think that is definitely the situation. But again, I want to I hammer this point home. These assholes facilitate human trafficking. Yeah. You know, are we, are we really willing to put up with that shit just so we can, what? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, again, I'm not a Facebook user, so right. I don't see the benefits to whatever the fuck no, you're, it is you're, Facebook you're, is. You you're know? spinning out little logical spitballs. Oh, God. Um, let me use this, this comparison, okay? Yeah. Because the, the general public, especially the American general public, <laughs> is very slow to get behind a, a, a movement and accept that something shitty is going on right in front of their faces, right. okay? Right. Not in some foreign land right here on American soil. Yeah. So... 
it took forever for this country to acknowledge the opioid epidemic. This is okay? true. Yep. Because it was always somebody else's kid or some white trash in a trailer somewhere yep. or whatever the narrative was that it didn't really... Yeah, it come was, home it, to roost. Yeah, it was, it was somebody some else's demographic. Problem. It was right. some demographic you didn't interact with, and it wasn't until the shit got so bad that it was now white kids in the suburbs. Yeah, it was on your fucking doorstep, right? Yeah. Dying in their bedroom, and you're calling for dinner, and they're not coming down. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, people started taking action. Right. Okay. Right. Same thing. You can even go further back and talk about drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my favorite movies, a comedy from the 80s, the movie Arthur. Remember that one with I Dudley do. Moore? Okay. I do. with Dudley Moore, yeah. He drives around the entire movie completely shit-faced, incoherent, yeah. and everybody laughs it off. Yeah, it's funny. Okay? It's, yeah. He doesn't, especially going through the projects in Queens, you tell me he doesn't run over a single person? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And everybody, ah, he's just a lovable scamp. Yep. It wasn't until... You know, people started drinking and driving all the time in the, in the big 80s, right? Yeah. And the kids are getting mowed down or killed in car accidents that the mother's group started being formed. The police formed special task forces. And again, it wasn't until this shit hit white suburbia mm-hmm. for somebody to start taking it seriously. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time before this whole thing applies itself to Facebook. Because yeah. right now... It's a babysitter for the kids. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to come off like a hypocrite. I mean, I'll fully cop to the fact that I bank with Bank of America mm-hmm. and Bank of America. Those dirtbags. Yeah, they, they <laughs> launder money for drug cartels, amongst other things. It's true. I have a lot of friends in politics. But they wouldn't be friendly very long if they knew my business was drugs instead of gambling, which they regard as a, a harmless vice. But drugs is a dirty business. You know, and you can't go to a gas station anywhere, probably in the world, but definitely not in the U.S., and do business with, you know, a shady, you know, giant, a petroleum giant, mm-hmm. you know, that has toppled third world countries and, sure. and, you know, funded coups and, you know, helped to stamp out, you know, democratic uh, uh, revolutions or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a tough question to answer, right. you know, but I think we should be asking it a lot more than we are mm-hmm. in... You know, when it comes to Facebook. And it's, I mean, I don't see Facebook doing anything that, like, if they suddenly went away tomorrow, society was going to collapse. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. You know, if they, if they went away tomorrow, it'd be like, eh. You well, know, now i got to go back to writing letters but, and, and yeah, calling I mean, people on the telephone. You but know? admittedly, you know, again, in, in the interest of being transparent, for people like me who use it a lot. Yeah. Um, that would cause some, some issues, both really? on a business and a personal level. It okay. most definitely would. All right. And... You know, I'll just say say this in my you know, closing for this piece. It's, you know, the bad guys aren't always easy to identify. Isn't that okay? the Especially truth. the better the bad guy, the harder they are to identify. Oh, yeah. So something well, you know, that... you go back to, like, the mafia, you know, feeding the local, you know, homeless right, right. And, and whatnot. Yeah, so you, well, trust you put me, up with just, all the other shit they do, you know? So Facebook is one of the, again, almost like La Costa Nostra. It's like, who's really the bad guy here? They do a lot of good. Yeah. Uh, the news story making the rounds today, at least for the last couple of days, uh, back to our good buddies, the Taliban in right. Afghanistan. Yes. They, uh, they hoisted a body up by a crane. I suppose this guy was a kidnapper, okay? <laughs> they love doing that They love shit, doing don't that. They? Yes. And as, as the, the, the crows are you know, picking his, his flesh, right. um, they're saying that, well, we did this so we could send a message out to all the criminals that they won't be tolerated. Right. And then in a similar but different uh, news story. Yeah. Apparently, they've got a, uh, a new spokesman, the Taliban does. No kidding. Yes. Okay. And it's, it's, this guy is straight out of 1995 Hollywood casting. Is, is it another Ivy League douchebag by any chance? No, oh, no. Okay. This is, if you could imagine this stereotype for oh. half a second, All right. uh, an Arabian gentleman with a white beard and a turban, oh, no. one empty eye socket. Oh, All right, out. This fucker's not even wearing a patch, okay? <laughs> He's got one eye, one empty socket, and, you know, the narrative for his, his piece, he came out this week and says, well, yes, we, we will be instituting the um, cutting off of hands for thievery oh, very good, very good. to add to our security. That's, yeah. Is that Sharia law? Is that what that is? I guess it is. Okay. But the fact that this cat is their spokesman. <laughs> whatever, whatever, I do what I want. What? I'm sorry. I know they're pieces of shit. They're hell on earth. But the comedy here, I oh, mean, you man. can't make this shit up. Oh. Man, 
Yeah. Straight out of central casting. Yeah. You know, for like a Fred Dreyer 1982, like Barut Marine movie. Man, reality is always stranger than fiction. Right? Well, we could, we could call back the little blonde girl, the uh, the sassy black mom, or oh, yeah, I forget his name, that guy with the open eye socket yeah. and the turban. There Bring him back too to read some lines for us. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Yes. So yeah, so looking at things in that light, right Zuckerberg's got some mileage because <laughs> look, he just comes across as a hapless nerd. I don't care how many billions the guy's got, he does not know what of a <laughs> like. I'm he sorry, might, uh, and really the, the the suits and everything that's like the you know never mind French cuff it is like his suit jacket's covered his knuckles. It's like who dressed you, Sears and Roebuck? Yeah, really? come on, oh, can't respect goodness. a dude like that. I. <laughs> Degrees. It's all about degrees. And Michael Sean Lee is rubbing his head because he's like, John, you're working blue. <laughs> and now that we're blowing up on iTunes, we got to keep it clean. Mm. Which is why I said, and not any common parlance for, for lady parts. I got you. I and got you. See, no, there, was an effort. there was an right. effort made there. Sure. sure. Oof. But yeah, you know, it, there, there were so many different things we have to, we have to ask ourselves uh, whether we're going to tolerate for the sake of something else. Right. And, you know, this is just another classic example of it. You know, Facebook's, Facebook, excuse me, is a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no two ways about it. It's a fucking monster. Yeah. You know, so what are we going to tolerate and where are we going to draw the line as far as what we will not tolerate in order to, I don't know, experience or reap the benefits of what that prick Zuckerberg has right. created. What was the name of that plant in Little Shop of Horrors? Audrey, oh, too? Audrey, yes. Because <laughs> that's yes. what we got on our hands. I think so. We, we fed it a little bit, and before you know it, it's, it's eating us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Welcome to reality in 2021, kids. Right? It's time to pull ourselves out of the morass. Let's, let's do that. Let's known do that. as our, our opening parable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the mood to smote something. Let's, let's do that. Let's, yeah. <laughs> or oh, let's goodness. go lighthearted. Do you want to do that? Let's wanna, go lighthearted. Do you want to get loose? I don't know. Let's do... Oh, here's... Well, it's a mixture of both. Okay. Because I'm looking at you, and you're, you're worn out from that opening thing. You look yes. like you need a cigarette and another shot. Oh, yeah. So in that vein... Okay. Let's do uh, an aptly titled song, Cigarette, by a uh, kind of a, a local rock band from Pittsburgh called The Clarks. I think that's a hell of an idea. Yeah. They had a little string of hits in the 80s. So we're, we're going to spin this tune for you, folks, and we'll be back in a couple more minutes. Hopefully with some more uplifting shit (laughs) and things and stuff. And stuff. Trips. 
of something I can't quite define. It houses circus freaks, temptation, and the Fayette County Fair. And it reeks of love gone sour, suspicion, and big hair. Do you know where you're going when you're taking your last breath? Do you know what you And I, I tell you what, I've been smoke-free personally now for, wow, six, seven years. No shit. But nice. uh, yeah, that, that little gem used to always come to mind when I was at that point in the night, especially when I was still DJing. Yeah. And I was about seven scotches into the night. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. working on my second pack of menthols already. <laughs> and that song's just, just true. You just, you're all gravelly, you're tired, oh, yeah. liquored up. And, oh, they nailed it. They yeah. absolutely nailed it. And they, the Clarks were a band I had never heard of until I was uh, out with a young lady I was dating when I was still living in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And they were part of a, a mid-doubleheader concert that Pirates you know, were having. Okay. And everybody went nuts because the Clarks are a local band from Pittsburgh. And I all never right. heard of them. Yeah. And that was one of the songs they played. Nice. So like 20 years after, that song still stuck with me. So I guess that's a sign of, <laughs> of a gem right oh, yeah. there. Well, like I said, they nailed it. You yeah. know, and, and like it or not, cigarettes are so a part of pop culture. They totally are. You know, they, it, totally they cannot are. be separated. And let's face know? it, along with cigarettes, tends to come a lot of dysfunction. They walk hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. It's insidious, but it's, yeah. it's undeniable and inseparable. And that, of course, was, uh, it was off of the Clark's 1994 album, uh, Love Gone Sour, Suspicion, and Bad Debt. Nice. Which really covers all of my nemesis. I was right going to say, <laughs> wow, talk about symbiotic relationships. Hey. So the reason uh, we picked that song was to kind of get out of the, the the morass we had created oh, oh, with all segue. that, that dour Facebook shit. Yeah. And yet, it kind of lends us to the subtopic today, which I thought it might be a good time for us to address. Uh, family and family yeah. gatherings because look, yeah, heading in the holiday season, though. right? October's yeah. about to start, but with mm-hmm. fall comes that inevitable countdown to Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, which sometimes I hear can be a bit awkward. That's the rumor. Especially the larger the family, the more awkward it gets. It can be that way. So I started thinking to myself in a whimsical musing, uh, what it must be like to be, say, a, a celebrity with a sibling that you really don't care for or perhaps one that's kind of done you wrong. (laughs) And that bled right into the the subtopic of you can't choose your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fertile ground. Fertile ground, very. Absolutely. So we each came up with uh, three famous famous family members that would be a drag at any get-together. Yeah, imagine sitting across from the table from uh, this person at trapped. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And what are you going to say? <laughs> How's the conversation going to go? Right? All right. Yeah. So it's so simple to do, folks. You can play along at home. Just don't look <laughs> at, askance at your sister-in-law because that'll start the fighting early. Oh, my goodness. But uh, here's one. The first one that came to mind for me. This All is right. easy. Low-hanging yeah. fruit. Okay. That bitch Mary Trump. <laughs> Keep your seat, trash. I mean, here, here's a, this, this chick. I don't know what her deal is with her uh, uncle, but she's just she never stops trying to just to bite this man's ankles. It's like stop already, you know, rightly or wrongly, whether you're a liberal or whether you're a conservative, a Trump fan or not. You got to admit that this would be awkward. This would be so very awkward. awkward. And I yes. guess in her mind's eye, she thinks there's this legion of people that that are looking at her like she's Joan of Arc or some shit. I just think she's a pain in the ass. But yeah, seriously, like imagine sitting there at the table with her and, you know. She's an opportunist. You right. know, she had a shot. She yep. took it. I mean, it was, it was obvious, you know, that the, the market was, was ripe for 
anything derogatory right. towards Donald Trump. And, and she if it, jumped And on if it, it came from a family member, even better. And thinking even back, better. as old as we are, I mean, think back, they had problems with the Reagan kids writing books, and they never yep. really say anything bad about the parents, you yep. know? Yep. It's like the fact that they opened their mouth was scandalous. Yeah. This one's looking to ruin this man and put him in prison. Well, I never, I never read anything she wrote. Uh, that, to me, was a little bit too obvious. Right. But, uh, but you know, did she really bring, a pro- bring, bring to the table any revelations? Well, or was she just, you know, fueling suspicion that already existed? Well, not to make it all about her, uh, <laughs> but she is in a little bit of hot water right now. Is she really? Because she had apparently divulged somehow some of his tax information, which uh, is in the middle of an ongoing yeah, investigation. To the, to the New York Times, I think, or something? Yes. Yeah. And, it, you know, parties in the know are fairly certain that she did sign some confidentiality agreements that really? all of this stuff is in violation of. So, <laughs> no. let's see what happens. Oh, uh, the plot thickens. Yeah, so that, that's my first one. That that's would be funny. so awkward. That's funny. What do you got, brother? Um, I'm going to go with Tom Fogarty. Uh, brother of John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Okay, okay. Now, according to rock legend, uh, <laughs> when John Fogarty's record label sued him for plagiarizing himself, Tom came down on the side of the record label. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a betrayal right there. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I, I can only imagine the awkwardness at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> You know, when you sit down and, you know, you're enjoying a drink and maybe having an hors d'oeuvre and he leans across the table and says, hey, would you mind signing this for me, please? <laughs> you know? I love you, brother. Please yeah. acknowledge you're my brother. It, yeah. You've been served. Yeah, exactly. Don't take it personally. It's just business. It's just business. You know? But, yeah, apparently there was a, a, a you know, I, I mean, and rock music is so full of, you know, these kinds of relationships oh, sure. between it's the Davies so brothers with the kinks or... You know, even the uh, the Robinson brothers with the Black Crows. Yep. And this is just another example of, though these guys obviously predated them. Um, but, yeah, it, that just struck me as, it, you know, unusually harsh. Yeah. I tell you what, you wouldn't see the Osmonds acting like this. No. Yeah, no. and all our fans out there in Utah, you know what we're saying. <laughs> There's one or two. <laughs> Yikes. All right, moving over to my yeah, next John, what awkward, else you got? What uh, else awkward you got? celebrity invitee. All right. Let's travel over to merry old England, okay. where we also have a whole bunch of listeners. Yes. Hello. Um, yeah, imagine you got the whole royal family sitting there, and then in walks Prince Andrew. Oh. Wanka. Jesus. Who somehow managed to turn himself into the black sheep of the family. Yikes. You know, and he was just who was his uh, Who was his buddy there? Was it... Uh, What's he was uh, an Epstein. Epstein, crony. yes, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Yes, who was uh, a well-known. Uh, uh, Come on, don't leave us hanging. I'm, I'm, I'm ah! not sure. I'm, I'm trying to trying to be careful with this one. He was uh, allegedly. He was fond of underage girls, apparently. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that would be uh, you know Prince Andrew's quote the minute he takes off his coat and shakes off the cold. Will there be any entertainment here? Oh my goodness! Ah, it's just so awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. And he was like the, the shining sun. He had a distinguished military career. He was yeah. in the Falklands. He flew helicopters. Yikes. And now he's just a dirty old piece of crap. Uh, be careful who you hang out with. Right? You know? We are our, our what's that saying? We are who we associate or something like that. So, something like that. It just amazes <laughs> me that, like, you know, people who are under constant uh, surveillance and scrutiny, you know, constantly in the public eye, and, and God knows they were, you know, so many different examples of these sure. people. You know, people like Gary Hart comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You know, what's his name? Wiener. Yep. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Wiener. Anthony Wiener. Never like more a- aptly named politician, yeah, no especially doubt. based on his transgressions. Yeah, it's like everybody's looking at you. <laughs> what, what would ever make you think you could get away with something And maybe like that's this? like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Yeah. Just to see if they can get away with it. Maybe because so. they just want to thumb their finger at society. Maybe so. Know. But yeah, when you're in a, in a certain position of, of, of influence... Mm-hmm. Underage girls? Yeah, that's just... You know, I mean, you could be forgiven for being a heroin addict. You could be forgiven, you know, for so many different transgressions. But underage girls? (laughs) You're not walking away from that one. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Who else you got on your family? Oh, okay, okay. Um, My next person that comes to mind would be a, a guy named Chris Chacon who, for those of you who don't know, is the brother of Madonna. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Apparently, Chris wrote a book called Life with My Sister Madonna, 
And from what I'm told, I, I have not read the book, I will make this clear, but from what I'm told, the, uh, the book consisted of quite a few unflattering anecdotes of his sister. Now, it's bad enough. I couldn't imagine Madonna doing anything. I know, hard to wrap your brain around. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, bad enough to be such a leech that you write a, write a book with a title like that. Yeah, it's you pretty know? Yeah, you know, pretty skeevy, you know, taking advantage of and whatnot. But to follow that up with, with you know, like I said, unflattering anecdotes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, come on. I mean, how, <laughs> how just, just bottom barrel... Lies. Oh, lies! Each, you know, bottom feeder shit is that. And uh, moreover, I mean, how some way did Madonna get mentioned in two consecutive podcast <laughs> seeing we're part of the problem we're doomed we're feeding into this and she's the one that coined the phrase no such thing as bad pr this is true it's just weaseled her way into two consecutive podcasts yeah damn yeah. it anyway well you know but uh you know I, I i really really actually admire madonna as the media manipulator that she was you know she was a moderate talent at best i think yeah but uh but just knew how to play the media and was yep. was very very intelligent and Believe it or not, not that she gives a shit about how I feel, but I sympathize. You know, to have a family member, you know, do something like that. I mean, that's, that just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. That's show business, kids. Yeah, I'm telling you. I just can't believe that, you know, once upon a time, her and Cindy Lauper were neck and neck because they came out pretty much the exact same time. Yeah, going back. Yeah. Cindy Lauper had a much better voice. She was much more just original in what she did. Cindy Lauper was truly talented, as yeah. uh, you know, as was demonstrated by her post pop star career mm-hmm. and the things she's done since then. You know, uh, writing scores for musicals, notwithstanding the psoriasis commercials that, oh, that play too. incessantly yeah, yeah. after midnight. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but Madonna was a better business person and a much better self promoter. Yeah, and that's very all much it so. takes in America. Very much so. And unfortunately, apparently, she has a brother who's a dick. Yeah, well, teach what can you do? That, right? Yeah. <laughs> what else you got, John? Well, uh, my last one, not so much a uh, like like a bad person or anything. Yeah. But it's just kind of the the family dynamic makes for an awkward situation. Okay. And I'm uh, gonna refer to the uh, the NFL uh, royalty type family of, of the Mannings. All right. You got Archie. Yeah. You got Peyton. Hell, you even got Eli. Yeah. And then bringing up the ring, you got Cooper. 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 Who Cooper the fuck Manning. Is Cooper Manning. Well, Cooper Manning, I guess, is the, if he's not the oldest brother, he's the middle brother. Is he? Who was uh, a wide receiver and got injured in college, I believe. So that, that curtailed his career. Okay. Uh, his son, his son's name is Arch Manning, All right. is projected now to be the, the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. And oh, he's no in, a, in the process of picking out what college he's going to go to, I guess, next year. All right. Um, but imagine, you know, Thanksgiving at that table. We've mm. got all these luminaries, these, these NFL archetypes. Right. And they're telling stories about the playoffs. And maybe Peyton tells a story about, you know, his Super Bowl win. And, right, right. And there's Cooper. He's like, wow, that's a great Super Bowl story, bro. But did I tell you what happened to me to Walmart today? <laughs> Yeah. It's just not going to work, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk nope. about feeling nope. less than stellar. Unintentionally anticlimactic. I- extremely, extremely. Yeah. And now, you know, Peyton and Eli have this, I guess, uh, continuing segment on Monday Night Football. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I've heard rave reviews I've about it. I've heard good things, yeah. And they're going to try and incorporate more and more and more I- I- into every uh, into every game. Okay. Again, that's nothing for Cooper. <laughs> He's got some shows somewhere. I couldn't even tell you what channel it is. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not the NFL Network. Yeah. But it's like Cooper Manning does whatever. He might be visiting college campuses and sampling what food they're famous for. If there's okay. a game there that, that weekend. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's not much more no, glamorous no than that. There. No, no game there? No game there, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you for playing. Yeah, so it's not always about your, your sibling being a complete dick. Sometimes they're just... Uh, not as successful as you, and I think yeah. that makes it awkward. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I'm sure you got a number three swimming around. Well, in there yeah, somewhere. this is about your sibling being a complete dick. <laughs> um, I'm going with uh, with uh, the Oasis uh, siblings, the Gallagher brothers, Noel and, and That's Liam. The top of the heap of rock and, and roll uh, siblings. Yeah, and Liam is an asshole. You're an asshole. Yeah. There's just no getting around it. You know, <laughs> multiple, multiple stories. Uh, to that effect, uh-huh. uh, the most recent being uh, Mark Lanigan, uh, former lead vocalist for Screaming Trees, 
just recently put out a very, very interesting memoir called Sing Backwards and Weep. And uh, in uh, the latter part of the book, he, he cites a, a perfect example of what a douchebag Liam is. You know, he talks about uh, getting, in, getting into it with him early on in a tour that Trees did with, uh, with Oasis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Liam constantly uh, getting on their shit, getting on their shit, basically playing the rock star dick that he was. Right. And uh, <laughs> how, I don't know how to phrase this. Um, projecting that he and Mark are going to have it out at the end of the tour in Miami. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, when he's doing this, Liam is surrounded by, you know, six-foot-tall, 300 oh, sure. bodyguards. Sure. You know, so Lanigan can't get to him one on one, and then just as they're coming up on the penultimate, you know, date in Miami where they can fucking have it out, right? Liam quits the band and bails on the tour. <laughs> we you know, yeah, you know, and Lanigan, you know, was was all all just prepped to put a fucking beat down on this guy, mm-hmm. and off he goes. Yeah. You know, and I and I think that's that's a perfect example of what we're talking about, what a douchebag Liam is. Right. And, you know, it stands to reason because Noel is not only one of the more talented guys who have, you know, come along in, in recent times, but he's also one of the funniest human beings mm-hmm. that has ever walked the earth. I gladly will sit and listen to interviews with him just because he's so deprecating and so funny. Right. And it just, I guess, you know, the laws of... of, of what compensation or, or whatever yeah. seem to dictate that as cool as Noel is, <laughs> is as big a dick as his brother has to and, be. And plus, you know, in the story to Annals of Rock and Roll, we've seen this uh, this character. Some of the front men play like like they're a badass or a oh, tough it's a guy. Fucking cliche. And I got to say, honest to God, with the exception of maybe Henry Rollins. In my opinion, there's never been a front man that I would not want to have a fist fight with. Yeah. Because they're all little heroin addicts, usually, <laughs> that'll get blown down by a stiff wind. A lot of them are a little puffed up. They're a little yeah. puffed up. Yeah. So, yeah. With, other than Henry Rollins, and maybe I forget his name, the lead singer for Danzig. Um, oh, Glenn Danzig. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go around with that dude. Right. Yeah. And maybe there's a couple hip hop guys that I wouldn't want to trade blows with. But otherwise, come on, stop it. You're yeah. being ridiculous. You need a slap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a few, and Liam fits in that category perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's our that's our little segment on you can't choose your family. Yes, and I'm sure we'll probably touch on something similar to this because yeah, it's like two months to go until Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, Oof. here it comes. Now, personally, I come from a small family, so I'm happy that oh, yeah? we don't have to deal with that shenanigans. Nice. Sometimes when the extended family invites themselves over, it can get a little interesting. Yeah. But by and large, yeah, I'm I'm lucky that way. Me and my family are thicker than thieves. Nice, little 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 something to look forward to then. Yeah, hopefully, nice. the Johnny Teflon household steal away from the, the the world for two days. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's throw down a gem and pivot on out of this. Yes, uh, hopefully a somewhat related gem. I think I got one for us. All right, what do you do? I do. This is an absolute absolute classic in the uh, in the alternative rock genre, mm-hmm. and kind of ties into you know what we're talking about to some degree. Uh, this is a tune that uh, that I suspect many people are familiar with, and uh, and it is the definition of a gem. This is a song called "Love Will Tear Us Apart" by Joy Division. Yes, indeed. All right, nice choice, brother. Let's spin this for the good folks at home, or in the car, or on the road, or in a building, or on a space station. And we'll be back in a couple more minutes with some more things and stuff.
felt good. That took me that back to high good. school, actually. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. It? yeah. It, uh, absolutely seminal, seminal alternative rock tune. Um, you know, released at the time, I think, right on the you know, forefront of what would become alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released in June of 1980 as a non-album single uh, by Joy Division. And the song was about singer Ian Curtis's marital problems. And uh, at the time, his struggles with mental illness. Hmm. And it is unfortunately typical of many of these kinds of things. It was released uh, shortly after he hung himself. Oof. Um, which, I don't know what it is about death that makes, you know, the material uh, right. rise right. to the level of, of timelessness mm-hmm. and, uh, and whatnot. But, uh, but this was definitely that song. Um, in 2002, the NME, the New Musical Express out of England... Uh, named it the greatest single of all time. And in both 2004 and 2011, Rolling Stone named it one of the 500 best songs of all time. Hmm. And it, you know, like a lot of, a lot of bands, in a, uh, you know, around that time period, it influenced so many, so many bands that came after it. Right. And, uh, and like I said, it, it unfortunately brought the spotlight down on the song that, you know, Ian Curtis, you know, took his own life. It's kind of a tragic story. And it adds that much more meaning and that much more right. layer to the song itself. And, uh, and yeah, I don't think there's an alternative rock act that came along after 1980 that wasn't somehow influenced by, yeah. if not Joy Division, then by Ian Curtis. Yeah, so you many know? sound exactly like it. The, the Cure is the first one that comes to mind. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the influence on The Cure is obvious. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so many, so many uh, musicians after that. Yeah. You know, if not the sound, then just the intention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, without a doubt, a song that was worthy of, you know, those kinds of accolades. Right. Accolades. And, uh, and it's just, you know, as is always the case, you know, you saw it with, like, you know, Bradley Knoll. Um, you saw it with, you know, Shannon Hoon. You just kind of wish those guys were around to enjoy you know, yeah. the recognition that their work got. But they could have stuck around and turned into complete assholes, too. That's also true. That's always a thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking <laughs> hypotheticals, obviously. Obviously. But, uh, but yeah, Ian Curtis will live on forever, courtesy of Love Will Tear Us Apart. All right. Well, yeah. that's that. And I guess somehow that, that tied into our Thanksgiving Day <laughs> dysfunction. <laughs> Well, I gotta, the whole the whole idea that love will cripple you for all time. <laughs> wow, you got you got to put you got to be half dreidel to put a spin on that. I'm to telling make it you, man. Like, uh, I'm whatever telling though. You. Hey, good tune. That's oh, all that matters yeah, at the end. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> as we move forward from that, yes. What's going on in Big Boom Radio this week, John? Oh, so much. Let's let's get the uh, the big marquee item out of the way. All right. This silly little podcast, from its humble beginnings to its well humble nows. Uh, has crossed the 4,500-person download Holy mark. Holy shit, now, right? did we really? We oh, really wow, did. Man. And an amazing right. thing, it was like Christmas morning last week when finally we were open for distribution on iTunes. Wow. Which is taking forever. Yeah. But thank you, Apple. You're, you're very gracious, and I love you <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, shit's, it's blowing up and out of control, so finally we're nice. getting a little taste of the mass audience. All so, right. Well, thank you, mass audience. Right? Thank you, mass audience. And I can speak for Michael in this. We promise we're not going to sell out. We're not going to let success go to our heads. We're not? It, no, we're not. Not oh, this week. Okay. It's going to be the same irreverent nonsense with <laughs> really good music that we've always been. As we ha- as we complete this episode eighty four and uh, head right into episode yeah, eighty five, a definite guarantee on the irreverent nonsense. Uh, yeah, because yeah. we all need this in our Absolutely. lives. We really do. Absolutely, particularly nowadays. Jesus. And actually, you know, without naming any names, for the first time ever this week, I started listening to other podcasts. Really? And I never wanted to do that because I never wanted us to sound like anybody else. Sure. You know. Sure. And uh, I have to say, unfortunately. Um, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the one good one I listened to. I won't mention the ones that sucked. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm already a fan of Conan O'Brien, so I, I listened to a couple episodes of right. Conan Needs a Friend. Hard not to be a fan of Conan it O'Brien. It is. He's just so likable and, yep. and smart and funny. Yep. So, yeah, I'll, I'll fawn over that. That was just great. He gets it. Perfect for this medium. Then I listened to some other ones oh, that Jesus. were supposedly like upper tier, well known podcasts. Okay. And between the, the lack of. Studio technology and 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 a, and a cohesive theme and 
People stuttering. I mean, all right. Let's 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 be gracious to the competition now. Come on. No, fuck them. Because (laughs) it takes me a lot to like edit these episodes. And yeah, maybe someday when we're actually big and famous, we'll release some of the episodes we couldn't release because maybe one or both of us had too much to drink, (laughs) or some of the shit that wasn't ready for mass consumption that we spouted out on. Yes, the famous lost episodes. Right, but it's a beautiful thing, the edit button, and I think people should use it a little (laughs) bit more, like sometimes for their entire episode, but that's neither here nor there. So now it's plug time. In spite of (laughs) your railing against the powers that be in social media, I'm going to coddle up to them right now and again say... Thank you for the platform you've given us. And look, I got to remind everybody, we've got, believe it or not, well, obviously we've got uh, the radio station website, bigboomradio.com. Check out everything that's going on there. There's so much info, right? It's huge. It's mammoth. Then we've got plain old little email. If you need to, to hit me with a complaint or an idea or anything in between, it's John at BigBoomRadio.com. It's very simple. Yes. But then we branch out and we flourish. Okay. Did you know we have a Facebook page? I had no idea. Yes, we do. Oh. It's Big Boom Radio. It's one word. Boom. Check it out. Tells you everything you need to know. And okay? here I am saying bad things about Mark Zuckerberg. Right? Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. And believe it or not, we've even got a Twitter handle. Do we really? It's at Big Boom Radio 1. Okay. Rural 1. All right. And, you know, I just started doing it because, yeah, I, I, I got to. I've never been one for the Tweeterverse. Right. But, look, this is the age we live in. Okay. Hey, better you than me, brother. And if you're the only one on the island with an outrigger canoe and everybody else has speedboats, you got to make a change in your <laughs> lifestyle, you know? So I got myself a speedboat. It's called Twitter. Hey, let's have fun with it, kids. All right. And maybe just for fun and, and laughs, I'll put something completely irreverent on there and, and self-damning like, like any professional athlete does okay. without, without their do handlers. Do we do irreverence? We do that? From time to time. Okay. From time to time. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's all of our social media stuff. Again, folks, hit it, harp on it, love it. And again, thank you so much for tuning in to us every single week. Absolutely. I can't wait. I am truly, truly hopeful and excited because now the, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Let's, let's just ride this rocket to the moon, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, we do appreciate you know everybody that tunes in every week. And we do appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Yep. And uh, be, you know, be liberal and, and feel free to send Johnny emails constantly. Why did you have to tell them to be <laughs> liberal? <laughs> What are you people? On soap? We didn't even orchestrate that. It yeah, just came out of your yeah, mouth like it was know, natural. Yeah, well, you know, of course it was. Of course All right, it was. well, then I will say be conservative. There we go. Okay, and keep your go. kids out of the street, folks. <laughs> and as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>